This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, there's a lot going on today in the automotive world. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't even know how we're going to get through all of all of what Lauren Fix wants to talk about. Lauren Fix, the car coach, carcoachreports.com on the web. But first, I think it's worth, Lauren, welcome to the show, talking about the end of AM radio in cars. What the living heck? Where do we go from well, here? you know, you should be upset. There's a couple things you need to know. First off, Ford is preparing to remove AM radios from vehicles. So is General Motors. Ew. I will tell you that the Japanese are not, neither are the Koreans at this point. So the Hyundai, Kia, Genesis, Toyota, Honda, Nissan are not, but the domestics are, and some of the Germans are as well. Why? And that, That's it, yeah, that Mazda, Audi, Porsche, Tesla, Rivian, BMW, Volkswagen, and Volvo are removing AM radios. Stellantis says they're planning to preserve them. We haven't seen the final result yet. So why would they do that? Their claim is that, well, it's because electric cars and all this interference. But that's not really true. It's because they want you to start using their proprietary software, which is why you're seeing General Motors dropping Apple CarPlay and Android Auto mm. for their future 24s. Oh. Why? They want you to go through their Google, which means they're selling the data. Oh. Hmm. Well, here's the negative part. This is the real interesting part. So why? Who cares? AM Radio? Who the hell listens to it, right? You're wrong. A lot of people do. We're on like 100 radio stations, and probably two-thirds of them are AM. Yeah, over 50 million people listen to AM radio daily. That's 90% of Americans. (laughs) That's a lot of people. That's so. why would they get rid of it? Well, this is a real mistake, I think. And they're using the what you said, like the radio frequency interference as part of their excuse because of all the electronics. Well, you know what? Find a little um, capacitor or something that fixes that, people. That's all I can tell you for the automakers, you know, because that's ridiculous. Come on. Well, they can, and we know they can because there's other electric vehicles that do have it. Exactly. So what's the real interesting thing? AM radio signals bounce. So you're in Colorado, and you're driving through the mountains. You may not have cell service. It's entirely possible you go around a mountain corner and there's nothing because the cell tower doesn't get you there, right? Right. FM signal is linear. AM signal bounces. And that's why they use it for the emergency broadcast system. Ah. Ah. That's why the government's pushing back. So think about this. You're driving around. There's a, a blizzard. There's an accident, whatever. They send a signal through AM radio. You won't get it on your cell phone because you have no cell service. But the AM radio would pick it up. But yeah. they don't want that. And that's the interesting part. How bizarre. This may actually save us. So John Casamides, who owns a whole bunch of radio stations, has put a ton of money into Save AM Radio campaign. And he wants it in cars and he wants it mandated. He owns WABC as well as a bunch of other radio stations in Washington. And uh, Washington, D.C., that is. So he has a Mike Pence, the past vice president, 
doing a voiceover on something he's giving to all the AM and FM radio stations. Mm. If they get rid of AM, you know FM's right behind it. Or, or is it possible they don't want conservative radio to be heard? Oh. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Don't, don't go know, there. But, <laughs> but you don't know that. I'm not going there. I'm just saying. But the key thing was more important to every human on this planet, or at least here in North America, is that emergency signal goes through AM radio. Yeah. You get it no matter yeah. where you are, whether you're in the desert, whether you're in the mountains, whether you're up in the heartland, you're going to get that signal. That's a problem. And when the weather gets bad here in Buffalo, we get snowed in. What's the first thing I do? I go to AM radio. I want to know what's local. I want local news, sports, weather. Yeah. You don't get it without AM radio. Uh, well, so there's a Save AM campaign going on. You guys might Google that. Uh, Lauren Fix, carcoachreports.com on the web. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about subscription fees. This is another thing that's just going to drive us consumers of the auto industry, you might say. It's going to drive us nuts. We'll be right back. Stay with us. All I wish is to be alone. Stay away. Don't you invade my home. Don't miss the latest auto news, videos, and real-world reviews. Find us online at thedrivewithallentaylor.com. Attention business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Help, I need somebody Help, not just anybody Help, you know I need someone Help. It is the drive all across America And uh, who's helping me today is Lauren Fix, Car Coach Reports CarCoachReports.com on the web You can find her on Twitter, at Lauren Fix On Instagram, hashtag CarCoachReports uh, CarCoachReports.com on the web, yes And She's got all the information. She puts so much stuff out there. Uh, gigantic respect for how much information you pump out of the uh, car coach there. Well, thank you. So here's my question. You know, AM radio, uh, that's a bummer. But what's also a bummer is how they want to take something away that we're so familiar with that has so much nostalgia. Sometimes I just listen to AM radio to see what's on there because it's a different format. It's got a different flavor and it's got different listeners and, you know, a different demographics and all that. And, and they want to just kind of like squeeze it out. But what they're going to replace it with is subscription fees for things that we don't really need or want maybe. So I don't know whether yeah, well, that's they've... part you know, of it. Yeah, I just, it, it bugs me really. But give us, what's going on in the world of subscription fees for things I don't want? 
All right. Well, it starts off with you think, okay, satellite radio. Yeah, I like some of the music. I'll get that. And, you know, maybe it's sports or something that you like to listen to. And you think, all right, you know, I got a, I don't personally own a Google Alexa, but I have no interest in any of that stuff in my house. But if you did, you would buy the unit. You'd pay for a subscription. Oh, okay, all that works. Well, now the manufacturers are getting crafty. They go, oh, you want some more horsepower? Mercedes is going to charge you for it. Do you want 60 more horsepower or 90 more horsepower? So they're new electric vehicles. They're going to charge for that. But wait, okay, I'm not buying extra horsepower. Did you want to use those heated seats? Because there's a button there that's heated seats, and you press the button, and you get a notification on the dash that says, I'm sorry, you did not subscribe to this. What do you mean? It's heated seats. It, there's a button there, and I bought it. <laughs> no, you didn't buy the subscription for it. So now they're yeah. charging for heated seats, uh. navigation. Oh, it gets better than this. Why are they doing this? You know, how dumb are they that they're going to nickel and dime their best customers? You bought a car. Yeah. The buttons are there. Well, there was a guy who was on Reddit who bought an Audi, and he did the, press the sync button, you know, so the left and right climate controls work together. Right. Got a notification on the dash that you didn't buy the service. I'm oh, like, what? my gosh. What? So you're starting to see it already. So they're saying that young shoppers are most open to the subscribing. But as people get older, millennials, Gen X, baby boomers, they're not interested. They're not going to do it whether they can afford it or not. So autolift.com did a whole shopping inquiry for people saying, hey, would you do this? But, you know, you start to look at this and you realize this has been tried before. At one point, Toyota tried to do N2. It was not Apple CarPlay. It was not Android Auto. You had to use their stupid little app and everybody hated it. Mm. It was just, it was terrible. Now Toyota says, well, screw that. We're doing Apple CarPlay wireless, Android Auto wireless. We're doing all the things that you want, which is smart. But now General Motors is saying, we're removing all Apple CarPlay, all Android Auto. Mm. And the only thing that we're going to do now is our General Motors application that will be in your center screen that you can use if you have Google. Again, collecting data. Mm. But it's interesting because consumers don't want to do this. So what's the goal? Why would they do this? Why would they make people aggravated? Well, car companies are losing billions of dollars by making electric vehicles that they're mandated to make. Mm. So how are they going to make up the money? Oh, uh -huh. my gosh. A billion dollars can be earned per year per manufacturer by just charging for all these subscription services. A billion dollars. And as all these autonomous features start coming into play, all these safety features, they're going to charge for that too. And they're already saying, we are going to charge you for every little thing you want because we're not making money on electric cars. We need to make up that money elsewhere. Well, that's that's the truth. They're probably not saying that so blatantly, but that's the truth. Right. <laughs> it is the truth. Yeah, right. And, oh. and, and the thing is, people don't like it. I mean, how many times do you see a button on your car and you touch it and you go, oh, I should be able to touch AM radio, for example. Oh, I'm sorry. There's a fee for that. A fee for that? Yeah. It's in the car. Well, here's... It's already connected. There's a button for it. Here's what is going to be. The pendulum will swing the other direction, which means that if you think classic cars are expensive right now, wait until this continues for a little while. Our classic cars that Absolutely. we can work on in our garage with some, you know, your little box of craftsman tools for the most part, when things were more simple and you didn't have to have a degree in electronics to figure out how to, you know, do some of these things. I took a uh, Range Rover to a um, foreign car parts repair place the other day 
And they said, oh, well, we can't work on that. Take special tools. And I'm like, uh, he goes, and, and so he gave me a bid of $2,800 to do this thing that needed to be done. And I had it done somewhere else for $500. So, oh. you know what I mean? It's like, uh-huh. Okay. I've been down that road, too. Yep. All right. Hang tight. Road. Hang tight. When we come back, Lauren Fix, she's going to talk about a car so we don't have to have all this depressing, futuristic news. She's going to test drive a Volvo V60 cross country for us right on the radio. We'll be right back. Never carries a lot of weight. Never forget. Never settle. Never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger, and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Also automotive expert, television and radio host, Lauren Fix joining us. CarCoachReports.com on the web. Uh, Lauren, you have recently driven the Volvo V60 Cross Country. And I thought Volvo was going all electric, but evidently this has a internal combustion gasoline engine. So mm-hmm. th- yes, yeah, is- very interesting. It was actually a really good PR move because what they did is they said, we're going all electrified. Ah. The mainstream press does not know the difference, nor could they understand the difference. So every single outlet, national outlet said, they're going all electric. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You're taking a risk. Blah, blah, blah. Well, here's the real truth. They're electrified. Mm-hmm. Translation as the vehicles are hybrid. Okay. So that's what you're seeing. So what I have... In my driveway is the 2023 Volvo V60, which is V meaning the station wagon, which I still love. Cross country, so it's a light off-road, and it's all-wheel drive. So it has what every car manufacturer has one of these. It's the two-liter turbo engine. I don't think there's any car manufacturer that doesn't make a two-liter turbocharged engine, to be honest. But this one has the 48-volt architecture, which means it's a mild hybrid. So basically you get the boost of having the hybrid, getting it off the line, getting it going when you need it, and when it needs gas, it does. So it doesn't have a plug-in portion, but it does have all the goodies that you want. It includes a long warranty of 48 months and 50,000 miles, which is nice, and it's got the corrosion protection and the roadside service, and it includes complimentary maintenance, which I think is really smart because a lot of brands have pulled that, which I think is crazy. Yeah. Well, I personally, I'm a little bit uh, verklempt. I don't know if that's the right word. But I, I uh-huh. had heard they were going all electric. But see how they, they play a little bit on the word? Electric, electrified. Mm-hmm. Electrified well, means... Polestar. Yeah, Polestar right. Does all electric. That's and all that electric. A very cool vehicle. Yeah, I have not driven one yet. But I am actually glad. I am glad to hear that I had been a tiny bit... Um, Hmm. Maybe in the in the dark a little bit because of like you said, the mainstream media or the media in general was reporting all electric, and so 
I'm glad that they're going to give us this option to have still an internal combustion engine with a hybrid setup on it. Because I think that's the way to go. Hybrids are fantastic. That's brilliant. They are. So, uh, you know, better that they're just not going to leave internal uh, combustion behind. So I'm, I'm happy about well, that. Well, I think for now, for now. But I think your daily driver is really what it's all about. You think about your daily driver. I need to go someplace. I need to get there. Maybe I want to go on a road trip or go see a friend. Maybe it's just a last minute thing. But you can't do that with electric because you got to charge. And there was just, I posted it on my Facebook page. There was a guy who lived in Canada who said, I, I think I can do this. He bought a Mach-E, which is a really cool car. It's made by Ford. looks like a Mustang, but it's not. And um, I say, have to say that because I'm a Ford Mustang owner and it drives me crazy. <laughs> but um, it's just part of, they know. They already know. I've already talked to a million internals. But he said he thought it was great during the summer. Didn't have to plug in anywhere. They didn't have to get gas, just plugged in, whatever. Everything was great. He goes, until the winter hit. And he sold the vehicle because of this. He said, I got to charging stations. He said, I would go to a level three charger, which is the fast charger. He said, and it would take 90 minutes to get him to 80%. Even though that's not normal, it's because of the cold temperatures. And then he realized if you want to turn on the heater, it doesn't work. The defroster would blow cold air. Because, again, it's about saving the battery, not about the amenities. He got frustrated because every time he'd use anything from the radio to the cell phone charger, he said, that's it, goes undone. Mm. And he went and bought a hybrid vehicle. And that's exactly how people are getting frustrated. It does not mean that the product is bad. It just means it doesn't work in every single situation. Right. And that is something you really need to know. Well, and you know, it's funny talking about uh, hybrids here. My daughter, it rings in my mind. She says, dad, I will never buy another vehicle that is not a plug-in hybrid. She loves it. You know, she gamifies plugging it in at all her friend's house, at my house. She gamifies it. She's like, I want to uh, steal some of your electricity. Using there. your electricity. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I think it's brilliant. So, Thanks, you know, she got a pinnacle version of the uh, Chrysler Pacifica. And the pinnacle, when you open the door, it looks like it could be a Bentley. It's so nice. And she's got, you know, two kids and one on the way. And and, uh, I I opened the door the other day to to buckle in one of my grandkids. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, what happened here? (laughs) There was so much food on the floor. It was like, oh, my gosh. You know, it's like, what are you going to do? But anyway. I go, moms have to deal with. I know. I go de- more than one. Once you're past one That's child, it. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I'll just do it later. A I'll five later. and a two and a half year old. Trust me, they have food fights in the back seat. But she <laughs> is fanatical about trying to gamify getting everywhere on electric. But she doesn't have the anxiety that she's going to run out of fuel. So the plug-in hybrids, more power to them. More power to them. That, to me, is the future. Anyway, all right, so the well, Volvo... It, uh, is, it is, but you got to keep in mind, yeah. what if she wants to go on a road trip? Well, That's she, when you go, we're taking a different vehicle. No, she's okay because she's a, she's a plug-in hybrid so that she can she doesn't have to worry about it. She's oh, still she got the plug-in, ga- hybrid. plug-in hybrid, yeah, so she doesn't have to worry about it. And that's, she got 995 miles out of her first tank of gas when she first bought it. She says, that's it. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Volvo. I mean, I've had an, I've had enough of electric, uh, a, a lot of hybrids and uh, gasoline versions. I like them. I think they make a great solution, like the Kia Nero. Yeah. I loved it. Yep. I thought it was great. I go, what a perfect solution for running around town. For me, I yeah. want a you know, full-size SUV for the road. Cause I know. Crap with me. Me too. All right. <laughs> Car Coach reports. There's uh, reports on all this stuff that we talked about on Lauren Fix's uh, website, carcoachreports.com. Lauren, thank you. 
Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. More to come right here on The Drive. Don't go anywhere. Attention business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television, and radio host, Alan Taylor. It sounds so damn official. Here's car guy, A.T. And another car guy, uh, well, I'll say Brian Moody. Otherwise, you might think I'm talking about (laughs) B.M. (laughs) That's too funny. Oh, my gosh. That was uh, uh, purely by accident. Um. They're what? not. They're not booing. Alan. They're <laughs> chanting "Moody, Moody." It sounds like they're booing, but they're not really booing. What is your middle name? Michael. So BMM. Even worse. That's like yeah, whoo. Even better. <laughs> even now, it's really got to go bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's hilarious. Okay, so uh, Brian Moody is the executive editor of Auto Trader. And we were just talking with Lauren Fix about uh, these all these subscription fees for some of the features that some of these fancy cars have. Well, Auto Trader yeah. did a, a story kind of about <clears throat> some of the features exactly. that you want to have, right? Yes. So, like what? And Well, most of them are related to connectivity. So, for example, features like... Augmented reality. Augmented reality is like, so when people hear augmented reality, they think virtual reality. Virtual reality is completely made up. Augmented reality would be something that you would see like on a heads up display or on your nav screen. A good example of augmented reality is Cadillac. I think it's the Escalade. Cadillac Escalade has an augmented reality nav feature, which means it takes the real world either in pictures or maps. Right. And it superimposes, augments something on top of it to enhance the experience. So let's say an arrow. So you see the real street you're driving down, right? You know how Audi has this. They have those super detailed maps that you can see on your IP right in front of you. Right. It shows the building, shows the rivers, the lakes. Okay. Well, that would be, you know, like a satellite view. Cadillac does this and others do where augmented reality takes the information that you want about that thing and it superimposes it on top of it. So it's almost like, you know what it's like in a way, this is going to sound crazy. Remember pop-up videos right. from way back in the day? Yeah. Okay. It's like that. You're watching the music video. Oh my gosh. I love Crocus. This is the best song ever. Boodaloonk. 
1977, this kid was in a car accident, and that's how he wrote this song. I don't know, making that up. Right. Augmented reality is like a coming feature. It's already in some cars. They might give you vehicle speed, navigation direction, speed limit, or other statistical data that's like displayed in the screen. Yeah. So that's one. There's also something called V2X. That's a new and coming feature. V2X, the X is for like, you know, sort of the unknown. It would combine a bunch of different V2s, and the V2 stands for vehicle two. So V2V would be vehicle to vehicle communication. V2H, vehicle to home communication. V2I, vehicle to infrastructure. Mm. So V2X is basically saying if you take this whole suite of things and stitch them all together, your car should be able to talk to and interact with the environment around it, which puts us on the road toward what kind of driving do you think? Autonomous. Ooh. <laughs> Although I have to say this, I think automated is a better word for that because autonomous is like this. Okay. So let's say this is to me, this is autonomous driving. Autonomous driving is when you send your coordinates to the car or you punch in the map or you tap your phone or you tap your screen and say, uh, I want to go to work. Autonomous would be the car saying, uh, no, I don't think so. I'd rather go to the river today. <laughs> that's, that's autonomous, right? No, like that's it's artificial. In, own decision. That's artificial intelligence. <laughs> yeah, because no, it's, it's, I don't think we're going to go to work today. I think we're going to go to the beach instead. Right, it's far more automated. intelligent to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I would, I would probably take the car's lead on that one. But automated is like where some of these things are automated and they can, you know, drive themselves, so to speak. But in order for a car to drive itself it really does have to talk to the environment around it. Otherwise it's not going to work. Right. I have serious doubts about how that can actually work because for example, how could a car make a decision about what to hit? If a collision is imminent, right. a car can't make moral decisions, but right, right, right. Like, like hit the dog or hit the pole. Most people right. would not hit the dog because to them, right. that's a living thing. And the pole, I can replace the pole and replace my car. Or then what about hit the, what about hit the bird? Or the squirrel, yeah. or hit the group of school children. Well, there you go. And that's, here's the thing: that's a moral decision. But here's another one. Let's say hit the squirrel or swerve so hard that you flip over, and maybe, you know, somebody in your car yeah. perishes. You know, so this is the problem when people freak out. So this is why, of course, they have stability control systems that are. Right. going to keep you from flipping over like that because that happens all the time. A squirrel runs out, you jerk the wheel, the next thing you know, the car yeah. fishtails and over it goes. So um, some of this stuff is good. The question is, which is yeah. it? You ready for this, everybody? AR, augmented reality. AI, artificial intelligence. V to X, mm -hmm. V to V, V to H, V to I. And then there's WXYZ. <laughs> I would just drive the car myself, to be honest with you. I know, That's my I know. Preference. I know, but you know, I get it. On one hand, it's like we live in a dare I say air quotes safer world. On one hand, but we're losing something of life. On the other hand, the experiences that teach you the lessons. This is why. You know, when, when you take a driver's ed course, when I was young, probably I'm older than you, so it was a real driver's ed course, and they made us watch um, Streets of Blood, and it was horrifying. I didn't see that, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was horrifying. Then, when I got out of school, I started doing some Gymkhana racing, 
which was uh, kind of eye-opening where you go in and out of cones and stuff at the fairgrounds. It was always very fun. But then I took a driver's school where then they're really teaching you how to drive. And it's better to learn in a controlled environment than trying to, to you know, miss a squirrel and flip your car. It's like, what happened to you? Oh, I, I tried to avoid a squirrel. And yeah, you know, all my, all my, <laughs> my whole life has changed now. I've got no foot. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, my God. So I don't know. You know, it's just, it's such a weird Well, here's world. the bad news, though. What? If you talk to, so you're, you're, you already talked to Lauren Fix, right? Yeah. She's, she would say this. This is what she would say in the previous segment. Yeah, that's just more stuff they're going to charge you for. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's and true. That's is true. she wrong? I don't think so. I think that they're going to look for ways to make money off of these things and say, what would be nice is to say, hey, if you don't want the feature, it's not going to lessen your experience with the car. I think the problem with sometimes with paying for things and some of these advanced features that require software is that it's too easy to turn them on and off. And the way I see it is, is when they charge, like say for a BMW and you know they charge money, it's almost like they're saying, hey, here's the car. Oh, did you want it to be a good car? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to cost you extra. So I don't like that. I like the idea that when I go and buy a coach handbag or I buy Nike shoes or I buy, you know, a Buick, I'm buying it because of all of its attributes that I already know. I'm not looking for them to charge me more if I want it to be really good. Yeah. You know what it boils down to? Uh, this is, uh, this is called communication breakdown. We've got ourselves a communication breakdown. (laughs) My augmented reality has quit working and the artificial intelligence didn't fix it. And now my V to H is not working. Neither is my V to V or my V to I. I'm screwed. We'll take a break. It's the drive. This message is from our sponsor, Subaru, and the 2023 Subaru Forester. With standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, award-winning safety technology, and up to 33 miles per gallon for go-everywhere capability. It features 74.2 cubic feet of cargo space with an extra wide rear gate opening, making it easy for you to bring along your gear. The 2023 Subaru Forester, the SUV for all you love. Learn more at Subaru.com. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And our show is brought to you in part by Subaru. Love, it's where Subaru is famous for, you know. it's uh, Now their slogan, Go Where Love Takes You. Uh, so uh, thanks to Subaru for sponsoring the show. Brian Moody is here with us from Auto Trader, and he also is the voice for KBB on on occasion. And the, the story we were talking about there, high tech features you may want, is at kbb.com for Kelly Blue. That's exactly right. Yeah, there yep, you go. That's exactly right. All they right. have a whole advice section. So cool. If you are interested, you can type in Kelly Blue Book or kbb.com advice, and they'll give yep. you lots of everything you can think of. There you go. I think Auto Trader did a survey recently on what on electric cars. What's the story with that one? So this is a news story that was actually a survey done by the researchers from JD Power. And so they released the info, we did a news story on it for um this is for Kelly Blue Book also. And here's some 
interesting tidbits, I guess, about electric cars. So the company researched over 2,000 new vehicle shoppers, and they do that every month, and they wanted to get, you know, an idea about electric cars because electric cars have, you know, five, six, seven percent of the um, of the overall new cars are electric cars. Right. But there's a growing contingent of people who won't consider an electric car. So, and this is again according to JD Power, in January, 17.8 percent of shoppers said no EVs were on their list, meaning they're not going to consider an electric car. That's yeah. January of 2023. 17.8%. In March of 2023, that figure was 21%. Ooh. So it's gone up. And the share of consumers who say they are very likely to go electric is 26.9%, but that's been largely flat for the past three months. Mm. So it's not increasing, although sales of new electric cars are increasing because more people are becoming aware. And let's be honest, there's just simply more models. So when right. you have three or four, five models to pick from, there's only so many people going to buy one. But now, you know, there's tons of electric cars that you can pick from, from Audi, BMW, Nissan, Hyundai, on and on and on like that. You know, uh, it's funny. I saw a video at about uh, 4.20 a.m. this morning when I woke up. And uh, typically I will noodle and see what's going on there in the social media world. And there was a video... Of uh, and it was it was all in German, so I don't know what they were saying. But they were this there was a guy who was yelling. He was getting yelled at, and he was yelling back. And all you could see were these people yelling at first. And I went, huh? But I have my my uh, you know my phone kind of down, obviously, so I can't hear it. My wife's sleeping, and so I'm just looking at it for a moment, and then without any words or any typing on the screen, I see what happened. It was on the Autobahn in Germany, and it was a Tesla that had run out of electricity. And <laughs> because as they backed away, you could see it was a Tesla, and the guy was just throwing his hands in the air like, what am I supposed to do? There's nothing I can do. It's basically because I could see what he was saying without hearing it even. And yeah, he, he just yeah, kept yeah, on yeah. like pointing it with his, with his hands. He's like, you know, I can't move it. What am I supposed to do? Because it was all another language. But I just started laughing. I thought to myself, People don't think about, just like with gasoline, the faster you go, the more gasoline it consumes, diesel and any fuel. Right. The more you well, work but it. There's you know? one there's one little difference, though. You know how cars and diesel, they get better gas mileage on the highway, right? That's the high number, the highway in MPG. Right, right. It's the opposite with electric cars. The faster you go, the more highway driving you do, the lower uh, your range is going to be. Because the car has to spend energy pushing air out of the way. Just like it does with gasoline-powered car, they're no different in that way. Right. But the gasoline-powered car is more efficient at those higher RPMs or at those higher speeds. Right, and I remember um, it takes fifteen percent of the energy that it took to get it going that speed to keep it going that speed uh, yeah. for gasoline power. That's right. But it was so funny right. because it was the autobahn, and there was this huge backup, and he was in the fast lane. He just ran oh. out of juice. Yeah, nobody's going to bring him a gallon of electricity, right? So, yes. So, do you think, I think maybe you were hallucinating is my first question. <laughs> uh, the second thing is, and here's why I say that. Why? I was in Germany once, and I was so tired, I turned on a TV channel in German, and I watched a lot of Laura Branigan videos, let's just say. <laughs> and then, after that, 
I was so tired. I was like, cut out Laura Brannigan's pretty good. I'm going to bring some of those songs back. And so then I start watching a talk show in German. I don't speak German, but by the end of the show, I was like, oh, that other guy's right. Yeah, no, he's totally right. I don't know what they were saying. I know, no, I, I was assuming, but I could tell because it was a Tesla Model S. So and he was pointing I, to it. He was pointing. He's like, what am I supposed to do? Um, okay, so this story, this electric car survey stuff that was done by J.D. Power is at KBB. Kelly Blue, but KBB.com. One more with uh, Brian Moody. And uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And my buddy Brian Moody is joining us from Auto Trader and Kelly Blue Book. You can find him writing and doing things and being on television and radio. He's kind of the face, the voice of the brand when it comes to delivering, you know, important information for people to make good choices on their next vehicle purchase or sale. Uh, Brian Moody, what else have you on your list today, my friend? I love how you described me doing things. I love that. That's one of my favorite things to do in life is to do things. And I frequently am found doing things. I like that. That's a good, I'm going to put that on my resume. There's lots of things. That's right. Lots of things. So we're talking about auto trader. We recently published an article about warranties being transferable. And if there are things that new car shoppers ought to know. So, obviously, every new car comes with a limited bumper-to-bumper warranty and a separate powertrain warranty. Sometimes they're the same length and sometimes they're different lengths. And, obviously, those warranties transfer to the new owner. You don't have to do anything. If you buy a car and sell it two years later, the warranty goes with the car to the new owner. That's just standard thing. But there are some exceptions. I don't think people know this. For example, there is a retention policy warranty version on some cars. For example, the 2023 Hummer EV Edition 1 pickup Uh and the Hummer EV Edition 1 SUV, their limited warranty is transferable subject to a six-month retention policy from the original owner. Meaning, if you sell that before six months is up, the new owner may not get the full warranty. Wow. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, fine print. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And here's one more for you. 
So everyone knows about these generous warranties from manufacturers like Hyundai, Kia, Genesis, Mitsubishi. Those are the 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranties, right? Those are a great reason to buy a new car with a 100,000-mile warranty. Who wouldn't? I mean, that's super smart. However, the new car warranty does not transfer to the subsequent owner in full. It converts to five years or 60,000 miles when the next owner buys it. So you as the new car owner, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Second owner does not get that full 100,000-mile warranty. Mm, mm, mm. So my son-in-law bought a new truck in 2021 thinking he was going to keep it forever, as we all do. The salesman sold him on a extended warranty, which would only cost him $8 a month for 72 months. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. You know, (laughs) it's like you do the math on that one. Oh, Lord. Anyway, so he used the vehicle two years, put 20,000 miles on it, and decided, you know, and I'll tell you what it was. It was an F-150 fully loaded hybrid which uh, he really liked, four-wheel drive. I mean, loaded, loaded, loaded. And he paid, I think he paid $61,000 for it, and which was a good deal at the time because it had a window sticker of like 69, right? Yeah, that's not a bad price for a truck like that. Loaded, loaded, loaded. And so he got to the point where he thought, you know, I really need a bigger truck to pull because he bought an excavator and he needed something to pull a bigger trailer and more weight and a diesel. And, um... So he put it for sale. He goes, you know, I I think I can probably get all my money back, which I will tell you, he did. He had that vehicle two years, but in that Uh two years, they became, you know, harder to get. And everybody loves that hybrid version of the the 3.5 EcoBoost hybrid in the F-150. And especially for job sites, because it's it's kind of an onboard generator thing. And But uh, he found out that uh, there was, he could get money back on his extended warranty and he was really happy that's another thing people should look into if you buy one yeah yeah, if you don't use it you can actually get money back so he ended up getting a little money back on that so eh, that's cool yeah and some of those can transfer too like if you get a cpo warranty sometimes those will transfer it might cost you a fee of a hundred bucks or something like that you know what you just went Uh, you just did the arai v2 v v to h v to what was that? What was that? CPO? C- C- uh, certified pre-owned. C-3PO. We got to make sure we forget. C-3PO. <laughs> exactly. So certified uh, pre-owned may or may not be transferable, you say? Usually there's a fee. Oftentimes they are. Gotcha. But there's a fee, and it could be 100 bucks. Gotcha, and, gotcha. Uh, you know, but I would say on certain cars, like if you have um, a certified pre-owned Audi, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, or something like that, and... You want to transfer the warranty, or you're the buyer, and you want to. I would pay the hundred bucks. Yeah, oh for sure, oh no for sure. Any of these I new cars, yeah, buy, buy the warranties. They're worth it at a hundred, hundred twenty five, hundred fifty bucks an hour yeah. in the mechanic shop. Brian Moody is with Auto Trader and Kelly Blue Book. You can find these stories we've been talking about at kbb.com for the first two, and the last one here at Auto Trader. Thank you, Brian. Yes, sir. All righty, then. We've got another hour to go. This is The Drive. My Spanish Harlem Mona Lisa. 
The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real-world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, because I'm not a very intelligent person, um, I, I rely on artificial intelligence. And because my, my view of reality is often weird, I use augmented reality. And uh, another guy that uh, also is into this type of stuff is Carl Brower, who's, but actually he's very intelligent because, you see, he's an automotive industry analyst. Forbes Autos contributor, America, what is it, Car and Truck of the Year, North American, that's what it is, Car and Truck of the Year, juror and board member. He's also something to do with the, what is it, Carl, the World Car of the Year now thing? You're doing that, right? Yep, World Car of the Year. Yeah, yeah. International. Oh, don't get all puffed up over there, buddy. And also, he's an executive analyst for iccars.com. And uh, what do you think about augmented reality there, Carl? Just curious. Well, you know, I get a little worried when I hear the word augmented come out of somebody's mouth because you never know what's coming next. Well, all sorts of things people augment. I know, Um, but but it's better that it comes out of their mouth than the other end. You know what I mean? (laughs) Goodness gracious. Uh, Yeah, it's a a little dicey when things start becoming augmented in various ways, various technologies. But no, I'm actually kind of a tech geek. So uh, I like the idea of virtual reality. I've played around with VR stuff and. And I think it's unavoidable. We're going to get there. I get a little worried, truly, truly concerned when I think about artificial intelligence, because I think that, you know, you take augmented reality or virtual reality, you throw in some artificial intelligence and, you know, we really are looking at the matrix here, you know, yeah, oh, totally. At, you know, just all of us sitting around, you know, I mean, I've made jokes for decades now about how ever since I saw the Star Trek episode where there are all the disembodied brains in the, in the test tubes, you know, that right. have to watch other people physically fight. That's the only way they get pleasure now because <laughs> they, they evolved past their bodies. Yes. And I'm like, you know, that doesn't actually seem like a science fiction thing anymore. It seems like kind of an inevitability and uh, yeah. it's not necessarily one I look forward to, but I don't know if we're going to avoid it the way things are going. Well, but so. the funniest part is I remember that episode and it seems like they were like the, the little old man down the street from you when you were a kid. And all it is right. is, is like his shriveled up head inside of a glass globe, <laughs> you know, and with a ver- barely any expression, you know. Oh, my yeah. gosh, that is funny. Well, so, no. you know, I, all of this stuff that is going on in the EV world that is trying its best to take over the, the, car, the car world. But the problem is what they don't know. It's kind of like China. The reason why China doesn't just take america is because they said because there's a gun behind every blade of grass right that's americans we we like guns 
And so it's yeah. the same thing with the EV world. They're trying their best to take over the uh, the uh, how do you call it the the enthusiast car world, but there's a car enthusiast behind every one of those cars out there on the road. He may not be driving it right now, but he's got one either in his dreams or he's got one in his garage and or maybe his dream garage. You know what I mean? So um, it's it's not gonna. I yeah. just don't see it. I don't think it's gonna happen. Do you? I mean, where it's just gonna be all electric cars at some point? I don't see it. Well, there's a lot of questions to be answered. You know, there's there's a lot of people who still are questioning the the you know they call it what is it, wheel to well or whatever you know cradle to grave whatever. Yeah. What is a Toyota Prius really less harmful to the planet than a, a Hummer, a GM Hummer? And that's from I was a question being asked 15 years ago. Now is a Tesla Model Three really less destructive than you know a full size Suburban? SUV from cradle to grave and everyone, you know, on the EV side immediately says, of course it is. And a lot of people who don't have the ulterior motive on the EV side say, you know, emissions from tailpipes are not the only thing that is involved in a car's emissions. And when you start chasing down rare earth metals, right. and have to do all the mining involved yeah. to do that, you're tearing up a lot of the planet and you're expending a lot of energy every time you create well, a battery. Cell. And isn't that so, called a carbon footprint at the end of the day? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And then, and what do you do with those things? Again, it, when a car is done, a traditional car at the end of its life, a huge percentage of that stuff can be recycled. Electric cars and those batteries, they're not as easy to repurpose at That's the end right. of their life. That's right. I used to own wrecking yards. I don't know if you remember that. I yep. love recycling. Man, I had an aluminum smelter, broken aluminum wheels, and, you know, all kinds of crazy things. People drop off their old... A lawn furniture, and I'd melt that stuff down and make big, giant, twenty-pound ingots. Oh, that was fun! We'll take a break. <laughs> you got me going on recycling. <laughs> You're listening to the drive. Carl Brower will be right back. He's got some uh, insights. We'll be right back. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Well, this is the drive all across America. We're talking cars, electric cars, gasoline power cars, uh, hydrogen power, diesel power, cars, trucks, SUVs, um, motorbikes, scooters, skateboards, anything with wheels, I guess. Carl Brower's here. ICcars.com. We were talking about electric cars a lot in the last hour. And uh, Carl, you have something going on here with the IC Cars Group, iccars.com. 
EV starting EV startups starting to die off a little bit? What's going on? Yeah, well, it just is looking tough for a lot of these EV startups, these truck startups specifically that were looking so promising not so long ago. Lordstown Motors was one of them. They actually had a car, or I should say a truck, in the running for North American Truck of the Year last mm. time. Last October, I was driving one around in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. And now it looks like um, they might go out of business because mm. there's questions over whether they're going to be funded by who, you know, who, who's going to back them because they had possibly a deal going with Foxconn, as a lot of people know, they're the ones who do a lot of big things like make Apple iPhones and stuff. You know, mm. So Foxconn is a big, well-funded company. But now it's looking like that isn't going to happen. And uh, the stock has fallen dramatically in the last uh, few days and weeks. And it's just not looking good for them. And it's like, well, okay, they're like a one-off kind of weird startup that just didn't work. Well, okay, let's go to a much bigger startup that a lot of people have heard of called Rivian who IPO'd at $78 years ago, went as high as 150 for their stock per share, and now they're at 12 So Yikes. that's looking a little painful, too. And there's, again, questions. You know, Ford had a big stake in them, and everyone thought, well, if they're aligned with Ford, they're good to go. And Ford has sold almost all of their shares. Their, their deal with Amazon to be, you know, a big provider of Amazon vehicles. Now Amazon's talking to other people, too, about that. So it just, it's, again, I, I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen to these EVs yeah. companies, but I feel like, and you, you know this, Alan, you've been in this industry long enough, if I had a dollar for every, you know, we're going to change the world automotive startup from the past 15 years. 15, I, I how about a dollars. 50 50 years, yeah. you know? Yeah. Wow. You know, what's funny is uh, <laughs> I, I was driving, uh, was it yesterday? Let me think about this. I think it was yesterday. I was driving with some guys and, uh, you know, working on a, a project. And we're driving along. I think we went to lunch or something. Anyway, we're driving along. And a Rivian truck went by. And the guy in the passenger seat, I'm driving, and he was in the passenger seat. And we're in a crew cab truck. He says, what is that? And there it goes, right? And I, I looked at my rearview mirror. And I go, oh, that's a Rivian. He goes, oh, my God, that is ugly. And I thought, oh, that's, you know, that right there, I started laughing because the truth, you know, when somebody finally says the truth about, you know, what they, they feel, it's kind of refreshing because people are afraid to say the truth anymore, you know, and especially, you know, in our world with the journalist world, if you say anything that's a little bit negative, well, then you get blackballed by the, some of the automakers and things. And, you know, it's a bummer. So you have to be, you have to dance around it very carefully. Now, if you represent a big giant brand like a car and driver, road and track, motor trend, or one of the, you can get away with a little more. But the smaller, you know, not so prominent big magazines have to be careful. Now, I noticed that you, because you work for Kelly Blue Book and Cox Communications, which owns all those Auto Trader and all the rest, and now you're working with iccars.com. Yet you're still unafraid to speak the truth. What's going on there, Carl? How are you? How do you get away with this? Well, I think uh, <laughs> you have to know that your following is going to rise or or shrink based on how much faith they have in you. And right. uh, you know, if you feel like you're being a sellout, and if that's coming across in what you say and do, then that's going to get picked up by uh, observers and, yeah. and anyone else. Yeah. And thankfully, IC cars. You know, they 
they are a very capable company that is punching way above its weight for how much uh, people work there versus how much noise they make in the industry and how much influence they have. And they're not really living or dying on any one brand or even really the major automakers and all. They've got various other people that they work with. So they can kind of do what they want to do, and I can kind of do what I want to do. Well, you know what? Just just the way I like it, Alan, in case you couldn't tell. (laughs) That's right. It doesn't hurt that you're on the... uh what, you're on the juror, you're a juror and a board member of the North American Car and Truck of the Year and the World Car and Truck of the Year. Uh, they have to just kind of take it from you, Carl. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Well, and a lot of those guys know me well enough that it's like, I'm not going to go out there and say something. No, you say the say, truth. But they're also, I'm also not going to say things just to be nice. That's I'm going right. to say the reality. Okay, so by the way, is there a story at uh, icycars.com about EV startups? Dying off? Uh, there, there isn't one about that specifically, but we do okay. have one about longest-lasting vehicles. We okay, we'll that. talk about that. Longest-lasting vehicles, latest IC car study. We'll be right back. This message is from our sponsor, Subaru, and the 2023 Subaru Forester. With standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, award-winning safety technology, and up to 33 miles per gallon, go-everywhere capability. It features 74.2 cubic feet of cargo space with an extra wide rear gate opening, making it easy for you to bring along your gear. The 2023 Subaru Forester, the SUV for all you love. Learn more at Subaru.com. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. And joining us is the illustrious North American Car and Truck of the Year, juror and board member, World Car of the Year, something, I don't know what he does there, and executive editor, executive analyst for IC Cars. I don't really know what he does there either. ICcars.com. But they have a study that he can talk about. That's the longest lasting cars. We did this, it seems like, about, uh, oh, I don't know what's it been. Probably it was uh, sometime last year. So um, it's actually good to see which ones are, are making it into this, what, better chance of hitting 250,000 miles. Carl Brower. So uh, my brother-in-law calls me and he goes, hey, check this truck out. It's only got 250,000 miles on it. And I'm like, yeah, only doesn't go in front of 250,000. He goes, no, but it's a diesel. It's a diesel. I go, yeah, and replace that engine, you know, like $9,000. I go, what? He goes, well, they only want 4,500. And I go, plus $9,000 when the engine breaks. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so the question is if you have a vehicle that you own currently and it's only got 100 and you're going, oh my gosh, got 100,000 miles, that may be like not even half life yet. I think that's the point yeah. here, right? That is 100% the point. And really, you know, a couple of things wrong with this study. First of all, IC Cars has been doing this for 10 years. So this is officially the wow. 10th anniversary of the study there and uh, our 10th study doing this. And we used to always use 200,000 as the benchmark, but we have to go to 250 because cars are just getting more and more durable and they're yeah. lasting longer and longer. Right. And we changed our data science a little bit and got a little more sophisticated on how we are able to collect the data. So now, instead of saying cars that we've observed at 200,000, we're able to say cars we predict the percentage chance of them getting to 250. And that's not 250 and then they die. It's 250 at least. Like, they're going to make it to 250. They might make it to 425, but they're going to make it to 250. Right. So with all that said, we have the newest one. And, yeah, first of all, 
if you own one of these cars and you're treating it properly, the top 23 cars on our list have a 20% or better chance of getting to 250,000 miles. So that's not bad. If you can figure you got a 20% or better. And the top car, that's great. Ford F-350 Super Duty, that car has a 49.1. Just call it a 50% chance if you have or buy a Ford F-350 Super Duty. Now, Alan, you and I know you're very familiar with these. Heavy-duty trucks, that's exactly what they're designed for. It's what, right. your, what your brother was just saying. You know, They're designed for long-lasting duty. They often come with diesel engines, which last a long time. So not surprising when you look at this list, you see a lot of heavy-duty trucks on it. But, yeah, number one is that. Number two, though, is not another heavy-duty truck. It's the Toyota Land Cruiser, which <laughs> is also always at the top of this list. And wow. you, you and I both know again. And that still has a 47.9, almost a 50%, better than 45% chance. And then the Toyota Tundra. Same thing, 47.9, and the Toyota Sequoia, 47.1. So there's three Toyotas right behind that yeah. F-350 Super Duty that have a 47% chance of getting to 250,000. Is there more, more vehicles on this list? I, I, would, I would love to hear a few more. Like yeah, there's, it's, there's 23. So number five is the F-250 Super Duty. Uh-huh. Now, then it gets interesting. Number six is the Honda Pilot, uh-huh. and the Toyota Tacoma is number seven. Wow. And then you have the GMC Sierra 2500, the Chevrolet Silverado 2500, basically the same truck as yep. I know, yep. and the Toyota 4Runner to round out the top 10. Wow. So you have a bunch of heavy-duty trucks, a bunch of Toyotas, and then the Honda Pilot. All right, so that we don't give it away, people can go and see this at iccars.com. I and S E E, like C's candy. Iccars.com, only because I'm craving chocolate. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the uh, whole um, list of vehicles that have the best chance. This one here says uh, identifying cars with a 20% or more or better chance of hitting 250,000 miles. It'd be interesting to see if you own one of those cars and you're sitting at 100,000 wondering, you know, I should sell this car. It's got 100. You know, that, that's a thing of the past. It's like if your car had 100,000 right. miles, it was worn out. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that was the usable lifespan for that's most right. of the history of the automobile. Yeah. You know, they didn't even have, remember, they didn't even have six-digit odometers in cars until the last like 20 or 30 years it's like why would you need to track this car past 100,000 miles it ain't going to go past 100,000 miles yeah now we have you know full uh, you know now you have odometers that could track them up to a million and you got cars 20 percent or better chance on our list of getting to a quarter million 250,000 miles well, you know uh, really good chance i uh i'm uh, happy to have this uh talked about on the show because this is an important thing so iccars.com where you can find that study now in the last minute and a half Carl sold his Ford GT. I never thought he would, and he just did it out of the blue. What did you learn from owning that, you know, almost uh, almost a million-dollar car? I learned that I already knew I was a big driver of cars, and I've learned, just like I did with my old 74 Super Duty Trans Am that only had 16,000 miles when I got it, after it was over 50 years old, is I'm a driver. I'm a car driver. And if I'm a driver, I have to be able to enjoy the car not in the garage, not under wraps, not even really sitting at showrooms right. or sitting stationary and all. It has to be utilized on a regular basis. And the concern level, when you have either a low mileage car that every odometer mile you're putting on, like my old Super Duty Trans Am, or a new car where all you need is a texting teen at an intersection or something else to T-bone you, and you have massive financial losses <laughs> as a result. Right. It just, it was hard to enjoy that. And it's funny because I think I somehow kind of shut that out of my head for the first four years and 10,000 miles that I put on the car, far more than most of those cars are ever going to see, sadly. But I started to really realize it's like, you know, I've had a lot of fun in this car. It's like I'm at the roulette table and I'm up. 
do I want to keep rolling the, the spinning the wheel or do I want to walk away a winner? You know what? Think, uh, you walked yeah. away a winner. Good for you. Carl yeah. Brower is with uh, iccars.com, longtime friend. Started his career a long time ago with Hot Rod Magazine. He's a real hot rodder. I know I probably got that wrong, but it's it, it works for me, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, all right. true. You said it right. Okay. It's all true. I'm just playing. All right. We've got another half an hour to go. Carl, thank you, buddy. <laughs> Great being on with you, Alan. It's always fun. We'll be right back, everybody. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. Well, joining us right now is my buddy, longtime friend, Ed Justice Jr., president and CEO of Justice Brothers Incorporated, uh, justicebrothers.com on the web. Uh, you can find him on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of different kinds of uh, Ed Justice Jr., Justice Bros, Inc., uh, Leica Justice, because he's also a photographer. But uh, justicebrothers.com is the best place. America's brand for quality. Um, Ed, so I don't know if you heard us talking about uh, some of the stuff we were talking about on the phone there. And was it you? So one of my friends was telling me that they were going to get a Rivian. Was that you? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's a funny joke. Yeah. Hey, no, you know what? Yeah, you have been talking about a lot of interesting stuff. Really. I mean, so much that if you take everything you're talking about and say, "Hey, let's just uh, let's take the trash can and and uh, or let's let's take everything, throw it in the trash can, and throw gasoline and light it on fire, and everything will be okay." Uh, you know, elimination of AM radio. I mean, come on, really? Yeah. Really? I, know. I, I mean, know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like tomorrow morning. I'm going to wake up. And I'm going to find out the garage door openers have been outlawed. <laughs> and uh, you need to open your garage door now, you know, back manually like when yeah. I was a kid. Right. And I mean, it's like, what next? You know what's what, funny? What next? <laughs> what are you going to tell me I have to change? I mean, it's like it's daily, and people are, it's really wearing people out, and oh, they're getting yeah. tired of it. And I think you're going to see it in the upcoming elections. Oh, for sure. You know, you talk about this garage door thing, and that was a joke, of course, but my garage door clicker, for some reason, just decided to, you know, give up the ghost. And I'm like, I'm sitting there clicking, clicking, click, 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 and the door's not opening. And I'm like, 
What you darn thing? Click, click, click. And I'm like, well, I'm stuck in here now because I, I, I'm sitting there looking at it going, what am I supposed to do? I, I can't open the garage door by myself. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> it just for a moment, my brain was trapped in the parallel universe of, of helplessness. And then I, I pulled a little string, which released the, the, the garage door opener thing. And I just lifted the garage door. And I thought, boy, that was an odd moment in time when my brain said, you're stuck. What are you going to do? You're going to die. <laughs> you know, that's, well, that's weird. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, look, I mean, the the Wall Street Journal this week had a interesting piece in the opinion page that was basically pointed at Lordstown Motors, right? Because you know, back in 2019, President Trump berated uh, GM CEO Mary Barra for shutting down a Chevy Cruze plant in Lordstown, Ohio. Mm. So Barra, she went along and she gave uh, a $40 million loan to Lordstown to buy and retrofit the plant. Well, you know, as of February of this year, they only have built 31 cars. Wow. (laughs) And that's from 2019. Right. Okay. I mean, 31 cars. I have people that build custom cars that have built more than 31 cars in that period of time. And, <laughs> That's right. And they're, and, and they're, not ra- they're not raising hundreds of millions of dollars in investor money. Now, listen to this. This is in this, this Wall Street Journal article. And th- is any of this shocking to me? No. Yeah. No. Because people are buying a dream. They're buying BS. They're buying a really overhyped sales pitch. Here's what you've got. EV stocks and other EV startups have crashed from their pandemic highs. Right. Okay. Canoe down 96%. Wait a minute. What the heck is canoe? It's one that's out there, my friend. Okay. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not familiar with it either, but you know what? Here's the thing. You don't know it. I don't know it. We're in the automotive world. I guarantee if we did the research, they probably raised a hundred million dollars, maybe. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nikola down ninety nine percent. Faraday Future Intelligent Electric. You know, you know that one. I do know. Down ninety nine percent. Rivian, Rivian down ninety percent. Lucid down eighty seven percent. Wow. Fisker down eighty one percent. Wow. Okay. Wow. So here's the thing. So, so back, Brian, Brian Moody was right. <laughs> he was telling me some of the same similar things about, you know, that, that stuff. Or no, it was Carl Brower. That's who it was, Carl Brower. You know, but here's the thing. You don't, I mean, you found it, obviously, but this is something we should be hearing about on on television. It should be a big deal because as they keep trying to shove electric cars down our throat and yet the folks that are trying to be pioneers in this stuff you know the fiskers and the lucids and the the rivians and those guys are dying on the vine right now well here's what people need to realize if and gm and ford and dodge and volkswagen and volkswagen meaning porsche bentley lamborghini you know (laughs) Their roles, yeah. uh, Bentley, uh, BMW, BMW, all these major car companies, Toyota, 
uh, Toyota hadn't bought into it as much. Honda, Acura, gosh, Kia, Hyundai. Okay, I've named most of the big ones. They're being forced to go down this road of EVs and create products that you've already heard on your broadcast that, that most people are not interested in buying. That's right. And so what's the bottom line here? Well, the bottom line to a lot of people is that if you put a car company or two out of business for a certain group, that's a win. That's yeah. a win. Yeah. Okay, we got rid of that car company. We got rid of this car company. You know, there is an extreme feeling by some people that if you eliminate man off the face of the earth, that really solves the environmental crisis. <laughs> and uh, I know it's crazy. I know it's laughable. Uh, yeah. But you know what? I have met people. Yeah. I have met people that, that, uh, that believe that, that uh, the earth will never survive with man on it. Yeah. And so the point is, well, if you eliminate man, then what's the point about earth's survival? Right, uh, right, right. We won't you know, be here I to mean, see it anyway, right? <laughs> look, the free market, the free market should always regulate all this stuff. Yep. I mean, you should not have to subsidize a product if it's a product that is good, which means if it's good, then people will want to buy it. Okay? Yep. Obviously, people don't seem to think EVs are good, and consequently they don't want to buy it. So, therefore, we have subsidies and incentives and everything else to try and convince people to buy the product. Well, when a product is good, you don't have to do that. That's right. And government is not good in business. I'll give you a case in point. A few years ago, state of California wanted to outlaw drive throughs I mean, I talked about it when I was hosting Road and Tracks radio show. Right. And they also wanted to limit how far you could drive to work each way. Now, neither of those things went through, thank God. Thank God. But just imagine if they had outlawed drive-thrus, and then we were shut down, which we all know now most people are recognizing it was a mistake, the economic effects of the shutdown will be around for probably another decade at least. Right. But just imagine if you had no drive-throughs and when we were shut down, a lot of the food that people bought, they wouldn't have been able to get because right. a lot of people were going through drive-throughs to get food. You know what? <laughs> Good Lord. We, we just need some new people in the... Uh in the White House. Oh, I didn't say it, but I did. Okay, let's take a break. It is, it is the drive. Ed Justice Jr. and I will be right back. Stay with us. You took all the trees and put them in a tree museum And they charged the people a dollar and I have to see them No, 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 don't it all seem to go Stay tuned. There's more of The Drive with Alan Taylor. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. 
Well, it is the drive all across America. Our show brought to you in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. At least not yet. Uh, the new Demon 170 going to be coming out soon. They, <laughs> they have people fighting over them. Unbelievable. Uh, Ed Justice Jr. joining me. Justice Brothers, America's brand for quality. Justice Brothers, Inc. On the web, you can find it. Justicebrothers.com. Uh, uh, Ed Justice, um, you know... You were talking about, and, and Carl talked about it too here a little bit ago about Rivian. If their stock went to one fifty, it came out at what was it seventy eight? When I wrote it down, hold on, I wrote it down. Came out at seventy eight dollars when the IPO happened, and it was at briefly at a hundred and fifty dollars today or whatever. You know, it depends on what day you look, but it was twelve bucks earlier this week, and. I heard uh, you mentioned something about their stock value at one point was was what and what is it today roughly for Rivian? Well, yeah, in November 2021, when it debuted to the public, it was 153.3 billion market capitalization. Now, today, they're worth less than 12 billion. <laughs> now, that's that's less than a tenth. Right. That's less. That's more than a ninety percent drop. Mm. Okay. You know, we're talking about a hundred and forty billion dollars. <laughs> right. That's vapor. Yeah. One hundred and forty right. billion, not one billion. Yeah. A hundred and forty of those billions. Yeah. That's a lot of money. You know, I, you know I, we talked about... There was a uh, politician in Washington by the name of Everett Dirksen. Yeah. And he was an outspoken guy, and he said one of the all-time great quotes when they pass all these very big spending bills, and he said, you know, a billion here and a billion there, and pretty soon it starts to add up. <laughs> right. And we talked about the demon I did, at least for a moment, of which I'm in line to get one. And uh, the Dodge Demon 170, 1,025 horsepower, 0 to 60 in 1.66 seconds, which is just, oh, that's just unbelievable. It's a muscle car. So remember uh, Clint Eastwood, uh, or I think it was Clint Eastwood, or who was it? Maybe it wasn't Clint Eastwood. He said, you know, you can have my gun when you take it out of my cold, dead hands, right? That's kind of right. that's Dodge building this car when everybody is doing all this electric stuff and I'm sure they're going to have to too. We already know that's coming, but they build the biggest baddest muscle car in the history of the auto manufacturing world because it pops a wheelie. It's banned by the NHRA again from the factory you can get a parachute for it to take it to the racetrack it's that fast and so i, I love that they're doing that tim caniscus leading that uh that charge and but you know what does the future hold if it keeps going the way it is to your point that you were making throughout the whole last segment what does it matter well, if if we don't enjoy life isn't the pursuit of happiness part of the american dream i mean it's that's got to be it. and when they take away our ability to find happiness in silly things like our our cars which is a huge hobby industry i don't know what does it all matter at some point well there's also another side to this too and that is that hybrids actually have a better carbon footprint than all EV yeah. or all internal combustion engine. Right. And I suggest that any of your listeners, if they want to learn more about that, they go on over to YouTube 
and search for a TED Talk video that is titled The Future is Eclectic. Mm. Not electric, oh, but eclectic. I love that. And watch watch the guy's presentation. Again, it's a TED Talk, and yeah. if you know anything about TED Talks... Yeah, they're great. Uh, they're like 17 yeah, they minutes or 18 minutes or something, yeah. Yeah, and he will show you if the car companies... And this is where Toyota comes in. Toyota gets it. And, yeah. But boy, they're, they're being beat down by, uh, you know, whatever groups you want to say for not going along yeah, with the Going along EV to get thing. along. That's... No, they're right. they're putting up a stink. And by the way, I got to take a break. I heard the CEO uh, was fired. That said, you know, yeah, we're not going to buy into this all the way this electric car thing. And I said that to a friend, and they go, "Oh yeah, he got fired for that." Basically, we'll take a break. I don't know if that's true, but man, you stand up. The the nail that sticks up gets hammered down. We'll be right back. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. is The Drive with Alan Taylor. The show is brought to you in part by Subaru Love. It's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Also in part by Justice Brothers, America's brand for quality. And we've got the CEO, my buddy, Ed Justice Jr., automotive journalist, photographer, um, award-winning journalist. And he and I have been working together on radio for gosh, 25 years or so. So, uh, But Ed, I have a question for you, Ed. Why aren't you at the Miami F1 race this weekend? What in the heck is going on? You know, it'll be crowded, but <laughs> apparently not as crowded as uh, you would think. Because if you go on their website, that's right not now, why. By the way, that's not why. But go ahead, go ahead. If you go on their website right now, there are eight grandstands that you can buy tickets yeah, in. Yeah. Okay. Only one of those grandstands is sold out. Now, when I say grandstands i'm talking about not one little grandstand like if you look at the south beach grandstand it's multiple grandstands that that's called south beach grandstand so seven of the eight locations have seats available now that goes contrary to what a lot of people think that you know you just can't get a ticket to an f1 race well see here's the reality okay so some of these seats, to go to the F1 race, you have to buy all three days. So you're going to be going Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can't buy 
just Sunday. You can't buy just Saturday. You can't buy just Friday for, say, like practice. Right. And so you got to step up. And the cheapest that I found were $910 for three days. And then I found others that were $1,500 and $60. So that's 500 bucks a day. Plus food. You know that that's not going to be <laughs> right. like eating outside the track. So it's a, it's a major commitment. And look, at, I will tell you, in my experience in auto racing over the years, some of the most passionate fans, and this goes true for really all sports for the most part, football and baseball for sure, are not people that have a lot of extra cash laying around. Okay? But it's, it's their passion, you know, it's it's sort of like uh, sports addiction, you yeah. might say. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, I've seen this when I used to sell collectibles for big-name drivers. You see where this stuff is being shipped, and it's not being shipped into Beverly Hills, okay? Right. And now, you know, when you have prices at an event like this that are Beverly Hills prices, right? and you know the core fan is not the Beverly Hills fan, I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't well, match. Well, here's the thing. This is nothing. These prices are nothing compared to Las Vegas. I'm hearing $8,000 for the tickets. So, yeah, and, we'll, and, we'll see how it works out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, you know, there's, there's an asking price. Yeah. And then there's whether people are going to, pay it or not and you know that's what the open market's all about right again going back to what we were talking about with evs and all that right look at it i i see no problem in anybody pricing their product at a particular price because the market will tell them very quickly whether they've got it too high too low just right etc 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 and uh if it's too high i mean you know this weekend when we're watching the uh the tv we will be able to see unless they keep the cameras very tight to not show holes in the grandstands <laughs> right. uh, if they sold the tickets or not. All right. Now, Here's the I thing, though. Do. Yeah. You know, listen, I don't have a dog in the fight, so I, if they sell them or not, I don't care. I mean, it's, it's motorsports racing. It's not, to me, I don't care about uh, how many tickets they sell. I, it's the race. So to this point, and you just made it, when we're watching the race on TV, and the TV coverage is phenomenal these days, right? You've got drones, you've got all these crazy ways of in-car cameras and all this stuff. You could throw one hell of a party at your house for that much money. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what a lot of people are going to do. I just, I can't imagine. Is it really worth it to go to Miami or Vegas to deal with all the, like you said, all the people that... Oh, maybe aren't there. Uh, I guess time will tell, won't it? Oh, my gosh. Yep. Well, I, I, I kind of want to go to the Las Vegas one, but uh, I'm going to have to figure out a way with uh, one of the uh, media brands we work with, Road and Track Car and Driver or something. But anyway, Ed Justice, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Now I know why you're not in Miami this weekend for the F1 way. Hey, uh, I will be watching it on TV. Oh, for and, sure. For uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, me too, as a matter of fact. I'm going to see what's going on right now. That's it for us. Uh, JusticeBrothers.com. You can find Ed. All his information is there. I'm Alan Taylor. We'll see you next week right here on The Drive. We went from nothing to something. 
This message is from our sponsor, Subaru, and the 2023 Subaru Forester. With standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, award-winning safety technology, and up to 33 miles per gallon for go-everywhere capability. It features 74.2 cubic feet of cargo space with an extra wide rear gate opening, making it easy for you to bring along your gear. The 2023 Subaru Forester, the SUV for all you love. Learn more at Subaru.com.